You're listening to Together by AGCI. I'm Marissa Butterworth. Today, my co-host Melissa Rush and I had a chance to sit down and chat with two of AGCI's international adoption specialists, Stefania Montagna and Hector Schickel. Before joining AGCI, Stefania worked as an adoption coordinator for one of the most influential NGOs in Colombia, participating in their adoption committee. Her dream is to change orphans' lives and work for their best interests. Hector migrated from Ecuador to the U.S. when he was 12. He has spent the last 10 years serving underage Latin American immigrants through resettlement across the U.S. He serves everyone he works with from a lens of cultural competency and compassion, informed by his work with families and communities. We are so lucky to have them both on our team. These two rock stars recently joined Melissa and I to chat through how to mentally prepare for international travel, what questions to ask, how to navigate cultural differences, plus they told us what food to try in their native countries of Colombia and Ecuador. Whether you are a family in the adoption process or just planning to travel abroad, this episode is for you. I can't wait for you to hear from them. Hector and Stefania, we are so excited to have you guys on the podcast and hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. So we would love to have you guys start by just telling us a little bit about you, what your role is, your background um, in this work and where you're from. So yeah, whoever would like to start, we'd love to. Yes. Who wants to go first? Yeah. <laughs> I can jump in. Uh, so my name is Hector Chacon. I am uh, originally from Ecuador. Uh, I moved to the States uh, when I was about 13 years old. Uh, I've been in the uh, child care field for a little over 10 years now uh, with AGCI since January. Um, prior to this, I worked uh, with immigrant children out the border and uh, I wow. worked many different capacities during that time. Uh, the most recent uh, being uh, doing home studies. So that kind of got me to travel and meet families uh, really all over the U.S. Uh, and that's kind of what got me relocated up here to the Pacific Northwest and uh, kind of gave me the opportunity to get to know AGCI and what they're doing and to now be a part of this. Awesome. That's amazing. Wow. What about you, Stefania? I am Stefania Montaña. I was born and raised in Bogota, Colombia. Um, I studied language in Italy, and then I decided to go back to my country to help those in need, especially, especially kids. Um, I've always been passionate about the social field, so um, I started to work in the adoption field in 2018 when I joined one of the adoption houses in Bogota, and I became uh, the adoption coordinator, and that was the point when I decided that I wanted to um, follow my dream and help as many kids as I could to find them a family. So I also joined AGCI at the beginning of the current year. Um, I'm so happy to be part of this amazing team. Um, and I just moved to the States since uh, the current year. So it has been a new and totally new experience. So I'm very excited about it. That's amazing. We are so uh, lucky to yes. have both of you. And um, I know when I met you guys earlier this year, it was so exciting. And you are both so kind in this mind. And we really appreciate you doing this with us and helping us. Way. So thank you so much. So um, 
basically we're leaning on your knowledge of um, like what it looks like to go to another yeah. country and how to be like respectful, um, how to adapt, how to, um, how to travel mm -hmm. well. And so when a family learns that they'll be traveling soon, um, what is the first thing that you would recommend that they do to prepare for it? Uh, yeah. So I think from my perspective, the most important thing would be to, uh, to essentially just come with an open mind, you know, pack an open mind, uh, be receptive to new experiences. It's definitely going to be something that's completely out of their comfort zone. Uh, some families, we have a lot of families who have a special connection with the country because they either know somebody from the culture or they've already traveled there before. Some have even worked there for years, been there for a certain amount of time. Uh, but I definitely think that being receptive to new experiences, to new food, culture, people, uh, is really one of the biggest things that they can do to prepare. That's great. What about you, Stefania? Do you have anything that you would I say? Agree with and I also think that the preparation for a family, um, it's never done. Actually, it starts since day one and mm -hmm. before day one, actually. And preparation will always be there in every step of the process. And especially during traveling, um, maybe uh, we can give some heads up and the, the team will be always there giving advice, even though we consider that uh, the experience will always be in individual but also um enriched because of the information or the conversation that they can have with other families for example um that have already had that experience so maybe talking to american uh, families that have gone through the same process so um preparation is not always going to be complete uh, yeah. when a family travels so it's important as i as actor said to be open-minded be mm -hmm. able to be ready for everything everything can happen so yeah, and that's a great um, attitude, I think, to take into so many aspects of life, right? To just, like, have an open mind and open heart and be, you know, there's things we just, you don't know what you don't know, and how can you learn and grow? Um, that kind of rhymed. Sorry, I didn't mean to make that rhyme. I like it. I was just really impressed with I'm you. I'm going to recite a poem now. Um, <laughs> yes, but I love that because they're, you're not making, like, an assumption yes. going into it. You're, like, going into it like realizing that you don't know everything. And I love what you said too. Like as soon as you start this mm -hmm. process, you need to be preparing for this. This is something that um, you should be, you know, preparing for getting to know your child's mm -hmm. country and culture and doing that ahead of time. And then also keeping an open mind. I really love what both of you said. That's yeah. So yeah, I think, uh, sorry. I think um, moving along with that also, uh, it's important to, for families to understand that in the long term, the child that they're bringing uh, is going to lose a huge part of their culture. They're yeah. going to, you know, have to assimilate to a whole new culture, a whole new language, uh, the American culture, and they're going to be losing a huge, huge part of their identity. You know, uh, I feel like one of the best things that a family can do is to, like we said, really be receptive and really be open to. Uh, making an effort to not only experience a culture, but to really gain something from it, something that can carry with the children for the long term. Oh, I love that. And that's such an important that. point. Um, I think sometimes, you know, obviously it is a beautiful day and a miracle when a child is united with their forever family and they are starting that journey. But there also is a deep sadness that they will not 
um, get to grow up within their first culture. Um, you guys are kind of both in a unique position in that um, you guys are both in such a unique position in that you now, you know, are working in Hector in the Ecuador program, Stefania in the Colombia program. And those are your, you know, that's where you're from. You're both native Spanish speakers. Um, so just having that unique perspective, what do you think, what's like the number one thing if you had to choose that you wish families that understood before traveling to, to Ecuador, traveling to Colombia, or even just in general, like traveling to a new country where they're going to bring their child home? Yeah, um, I think that the culture and community is is very different, obviously, in, in different countries, uh, mm -hmm. especially kind of what's portrayed in the media here, I feel like it's a little bit different. And that can sometimes be one of the things that uh, limits people to to be able to have like, yes. the full experience of, of, of whatever may be ahead, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that would be, in my perspective at least, uh, one of the first things that I would want them to understand is that just because things are different doesn't necessarily mean that it's worse. They're just yeah. different. And also yep. maybe um, avoid all kind of prejudice that people mm. can have about South mm. American experiences. Mm. Of course, South America is a completely different world, but um, it will be nice to go, as Hector said, open-minded and not being afraid that something will happen to them and to understand that um, as he says, I mean, the news can give you a little bit of a wrong information or wrong perspective on yeah. what their, their real country is. And actually, we have seen a lot of families that have traveled and when they come back to Colombia, to, to the States, we normally have a checking call with them and they will tell mm -hmm. us and share with us we weren't expecting that experience that was uh, amazing because they really like the experience that they have mm -hmm. in our team in, in Colombia. They also make uh, the travel as smooth as possible for mm -hmm. them to enjoy the time with the children and also for the family to feel safe. So um, that's that's pretty nice to to have the feedback of families saying, "Hey, your countries are amazing." So that's nice. Yeah. I love that. Yes. And I mean, I've when I've taken teams to these, I have not been to Ecuador, it's on my list, but teams to like Colombia or Ethiopia. It's funny, because people are so worried about their safety. Mm -hmm. And that's a totally rational thing. But I'm like, check, check the travel warnings. Like sometimes U.S. cities are a oh, higher absolutely. travel warning than, uh, I mean, <laughs> often. And so it's interesting. It's like, you don't think of your own country as being somewhere that's dangerous, but um, like we have a lot of stuff. We have stuff that people see mm -hmm. on the news that they're like, uh, I'm not going there. You guys just had a shooting or something's yeah. going on. And it's, it's similar. It's like, you can't say the whole country, like, yes, things happen in these countries. Everywhere but, in the world. Um, I mean, like, yeah, yes. But yeah, like go into it knowing, first of all, we're going to take care of you and make sure that, you're as safe as possible, but also, and use wisdom and, mm -hmm. you know, what you decide to do. Maybe don't go out on a run alone in an area that you don't know, but also it's a really like, don't, don't judge it before you get there. Yeah. <laughs> like what it looks yeah, and like. Having... like. Cause there've been some of the most amazing places I've ever been in my life have been, you know, other countries. And so yeah, don't miss out on it because you're afraid of yeah. it. And actually, talking about that kind of um, fear that is, we try to prepare families before having even a match in Colombia. 
because mm -hmm. a lot of families, while we're doing the checking calls, while they're waiting for, for, for an assignment for a kid, they ask us how's Colombia, mm -hmm. how's Bogota. So we try to give them all the tools and make them feel mm -hmm. that everything is going to be okay. Of course, they trust us and we try to give them the best feedback. And of course, since we come from there, it's easier for them to um, make sure that we are giving the correct information. So that is also very nice, like not having one day before they are leaving, okay, how's Colombia? How do we behave? We try to um, to make a whole uh, description of the context, how, to, how that will be. So mm -hmm. when the moment comes, they feel, they don't feel a lot of pressure because if you think about it, they're going to see their child for the first time. Yeah. So there's not only yes. of, you know, meeting their child, but also the context of being in a completely different context and in a different culture, surrounded by people that maybe they don't speak the same language. So it's it's fun and it's nice to have have been able to guide families through this beautiful journey, walking with them and make them feel trust and safe. TBRI. And <laughs> 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 yes, yes. And just having that, I mean, I love how you guys both said, I mean, having an open mind, kind of being aware of your own, you know, biases that we all, I don't know if I said that word right, biases, I don't know, that we all, that it feels it right, feels right. Um, that we all just have as human beings and like, you know, looking at the information that's available and in our incredible team and seeing like, okay, you know, maybe I have felt this way for whatever reason, but that's not what the information is actually showing us and how can I, you know, again, learn and grow and have an open, have an open heart. I love that. Yeah. I think that's so important. So, I mean, I'm asking this next question, thinking of my own travel mistakes, but what, um, what's the biggest mistake that you see again and again with families traveling to the developing world? Like what, what do you see and what would you say maybe um, to do instead? It's kind of a hard yeah. question. Unless <laughs> like, it's not, unless you're like, well, let me tell you all the things. <laughs> Might have a long list. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. yes. uh, no, so I don't think there's a specific mistake that, that we see often, but I think one of them is again, just kind of a, uh, Going in with an understanding that it's a different place and things perhaps work a little bit differently than here in the U.S. Um, an example that I, that I can give uh, in speaking to our uh, our foreign service provider over there in Ecuador, her name is Humana. Uh, she let us know of an instance, not an AGCI family, but uh, just in her experience uh, of being at court, right? So you're at court with uh, the judge, your lawyer, your kiddos, and the judge told them, okay, like this is the length of time that the rest of the process is going to take and without consulting with with, with the lawyer the one of the parents was like okay well uh how much money do i need to pay to like expedite this process which in the u.s might not be a huge thing because expediting is it's a fairly common thing that you see in government agencies here in the u.s right um but over there it's seen that it, it could be seen as something completely different uh so that definitely caused some friction uh and and that could be a little bit worrisome at times so um i would say to try to try to not commit any mistakes and nobody's perfect and we understand that uh but i think it would always be a wise idea to run uh all these things through through people that perhaps have a little more knowledge mm -hmm. uh of the culture like the people that are going to be helping them over there uh supporting with their travel us here in the states uh we have that this particular ability that we know how to 
we know the cultural context of these countries. So we want our families to feel really secure in that. Uh, while they may perhaps not have the skills that are developed in countries like this, uh, we do, and we're more than happy to share those with them. So uh, we want them to count on those skills to be able to kind of manage around the, the, the community and the context. That's great advice. What about you, Stefania? Do you have any big mistakes that you want to share with us? I agree with Hector. I don't think there are mistakes, but are ways to learn. And I think cultural shock is one of those. I mean, um, as he was saying, there are things that for you guys, American people, it's completely normal. And for us, it's completely different. For example, um i'll give you an example the day of, of the encuentro that is the day when the kid is going to meet the family maybe the adoption house or icbf that is the central authority is expecting the family to be well dressed and all perfect and maybe there's a family american family that will go trousers and flip-flops because it's hot <laughs> you know and maybe not i mean presentations Presentation matters a lot in Colombia, a lot. Like a CEO has always need to be perfectly dressed and presented and everything. So mm -hmm. uh, ICBF, if they find a family that maybe is not well dressed, they will say they won't take care of the children and they will, won't do the, their exact job. I'm doing a very, I mean, having a, I'm, I'm saying a very um, straight, forward example but it's the reality yeah. you know? and, and yes it's it's important and that's where our role comes up and we try to explain this to families and of course we have to do it in a way that um it will be easy to explain that is a cultural matter and there's nothing wrong with the way they dress or the way they behave because I mean, for Hector example, I mean, if some, the judge was very polite because otherwise they can be like in a big, big, big mess. I mean, it's the, yeah. their adoption process that can be in a, in a very uh, hard position. So um, I don't think there is a, a mistake. It's always learning. And I think that the, 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 the Colombian team is also there advising people how to behave, what to do, what to avoid, um, just to be cautious. and not to give the wrong impression to people they are interacting with so mm -hmm. well, that's great advice yeah i think that's so good too because um it makes it it takes all the pressure off of a, a family mm -hmm. that's traveling because they can just you know like okay i if I don't know what to do, don't assume to, that doing it the way I would know is the answer and just ask yeah. them. <laughs> like it makes it so much easier of like, what should I wear? What should I say? Or I want, I, I need this. Is there a way, you know, that I should go about it? Because they're wonderful yeah. resources for for everyone to have. I love to, you're so much kinder than I am. I'm like talking about mistakes and you're, you're like, no, it's, it's a learning. <laughs> I'm like, nope, we messed it up. <laughs> but no, that, I think that's the perfect route and it makes it so, um, and it, it is you learning how to operate mm -hmm. in another country, which is so fun, like to see how other people yeah. do it and that there isn't, you know, they're, neither of them are right or wrong. It's just cultural and you just are learning how to do it. And it'll benefit you in the future when you hopefully go back to your child's country. Um, and, you know, you, you know more, you know, like, hey, this is how they did it 
there and continue keeping an opening. Oh, I can't even talk. Continue to keep an yeah, open mind. Yeah. And have the curiosity, like to just be like, okay, like there, there isn't one way to do things. The American way is certainly not the right way. I mean, there's, there's no right or wrong way. It's just, everyone's different. And yeah, having a, again, I feel like I'm being so repetitive, having an open mind and, um, being curious about like the different ways to do things. Um, so as we talked about before, obviously, uh, you know, in the U S we have, you know, we have a child welfare system, we have children and families that are in need. Um, but for so many people traveling to bring their adopted child home, it might be the first time that they're kind of face to face with that need, um, like in a children's home, seeing kids, uh, who, you know, don't have families or have tough circumstances. Um, when families ask, when they come back from that, that kind of, it can be shocking, I would say experience, um, and ask how they can help. What do you, what do you guys recommend? Um. I think initially, sorry, um, it kind of brings us back to this whole, uh, you know, just being aware of where you are and that the customs are different and the things are just different in general. Uh, I think definitely running, uh, I know sometimes perhaps being there, it's a little bit different when you actually see the need uh, and especially if you have the ability to do something right there and then, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but I think being able to reach out to to our partners, uh, somebody to get an idea of what would be the best possible way to help because the way that we might feel uh, is the, the best way to help might not be what's actually culturally correct or what uh, mm. what the best way to help. Each home is gonna, not specifically countries, each country is gonna be different. Colombia and Ecuador are right next to each other, so they're very, very similar, but even in that, there's lots of differences. You also see differences in uh, just from uh, home to home, right? Mm -hmm. uh, some homes might have a higher need of whatever it may be than others. Uh, so just keeping that in mind and really leaning on our staff, leaning on the knowledge that uh, being in this uh, in this field has really granted a lot of our, our staff. Uh, I think just being able to really be sure and lean on that would be really, really helpful in being able to address that properly. What about you, Stefania? What, what do you tell, how do you, direct families when they have that question? Um, it's very hard to answer that question because I think that families that start the path of adoption mm -hmm. is because their heart is moved. And yeah. being there and seeing the context and um, they're going to struggle because the, as I, I'm telling you, the reality is completely different from the one in the States. So coming back and feeling that uh, there's so much need, there's always going to be the desire to keep helping and i'm going to give you an answer that uh, it's kind of different from the one maybe that you're expecting but i think that a beautiful way to help will be to share their experience mm. and mm. invite other families maybe to join the adoption process if you think about it when you share something that you really like and you said with all this passion uh, you get conv convinced that uh, that but something somebody someone is telling you maybe it makes sense and for example we mm -hmm. have the example of a family that came to a long time ago they they went to an american family went to to colombia and they adopted a um, sibling group older kids and they came back and they started to live their life and after th uh, i think a year or something like that part of the same family the uncles of the of these adopted kids went into the adoption process and went in Colombia and wow. started the process. 
And that's Aww. a way to help because the kids that are waiting for a forever family are a lot. Mm -hmm. And I would love to invite families to join and to consider this path as a project in their lives because there are so many kids, especially older kids, that are mm -hmm. just waiting for another, they are just waiting and waiting and their desire is to have a family. So I think that by sharing this knowledge, this experience, and knowing also the kids and how they're amazing they they are, it makes you wanna join this path. So um, I will go and, you know, convince people to, not convince, but talk about it and uh, explain and maybe something will ring in their minds and they will start doing it. So. Yeah, that's such good advice. I love that. And I would say too, um, you guys are like the experts, but I've heard this from other people on your team. So I'm totally stealing it from someone else. But um, like, don't assume, like uh, when you're in country, sometimes um, when you visit a place, they'll say to you like, hey, we need help funding this or we need help building this. And um, sometimes it's like, oh, they need $500 to build something um like i can do that i can solve that problem but i would just say again to take your advice and and talk to the person yeah. that you're with that's um with you to find out with if you are wanting to donate to a project in your child's country find out the best way to do it because sometimes um you know it might be something that will solve a short-term problem but you could give that money to solving more of a long-term mm -hmm. problem or something they've been trying to get funded that will have um, like more power behind it or affect more kids and more lives. So um, if you're like, gosh, that seems easy, like just step back from that. Like I would applaud your desire to help, first of all, because that's incredible. But then also like come back and talk to the people that are the experts of how like how to invest your money into the country that um, your child is from because um, you can make a bigger impact that way than sometimes things that are like a smaller short-term project that, you know, maybe won't impact as many people. So would you guys agree with that or am I just kind of making this up? No, it's no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, appropriated. And I mean, they are okay. <laughs> to have that kind of advice in order to be sure that the the small seed that they're going to give is going to be as proficient as it can be so well and i mean the other thing is when you're adopting there are things like you guys were talking about before like if you're just at a home and offering to give them money it can change like laws can be yeah. broken it can affect adoption in that country like there are bigger things that can it can create a problem um if you're not checking in so yeah just to make sure like your heart is in mm -hmm. the right place just check in first and make sure that that's the way to go about it <laughs> and that it won't cause problems for future families in your program um you know if you're giving but i won't keep talking um i have another question for you guys so um are there any like resources that you point families to, um, to better understand the countries they're traveling toward to for their child. So, um, I know like as an adoption agency, um, that we kind of bombard them, but is there anything that pops up, um, for you of like, Hey, start here. This is a great place. 
I think, uh, like you said, we bombard them with information of the country, uh, specifically as it pertains to adoption. I feel like a lot of our families, by the time that they're done, they have a pretty good understanding of essentially the process from beginning to end, right? They understand how long the process takes, uh, the processing steps to force adoption, uh, all of that. They have a pretty clean understanding. So I would say, you know, uh, outside of that, uh, just having fun with it. I mean, just looking for, uh, you know, documentaries, uh, podcasts, uh, travel blogs, whatever it may be that gives you an idea of the cultural context or the culture uh, aside from the adoption. And we understand that that's the primary purpose they're going. Uh, but in order for them to be able to really enjoy the experience and to really connect, like we mentioned earlier, uh, I think it would be ideal for families to, you know, just do some research, watch some whatever, maybe, you know, a, a cooking show or travel blog, whatever maybe that kind of gets your juices flowing and kind of, you know, uh, getting an idea of what you want to do over there, how you plan to kind of live this few weeks. There. I love that. That's great advice. What about you, Stefania? Yeah, I would say also feedback from other families that for me, it's the biggest treasure. Like maybe a family, because here in the States, you do it this way and a family will say, hey, no, you don't have to do it this way, do it that way. Um, that will be, those tips are, are very specific and very um, useful. So I will say to, to have this kind of community with other families, and we actually have in AGCI a uh, virtual community where families can communicate while they're in country or before they're traveling or through, through, through the adoption process, and this helps a lot. So hearing back from families, it's, it's the best thing for me. Oh, I love it. So cool. I have one follow-up question to it. Um, so for families traveling to Ecuador or to Colombia, what is something that you're like, you have to oh, do this while you're there? I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> um, like for tourism, I don't understand. Very well. Either whatever it is, if it's tourist, if it's like you have to try this food while you're there, you have to go to this place. <laughs> is there a spot that you're like, while you're there, make sure you do this. And this is also very selfish because I'm like, what are you guys going to say if I get to be there? Uh, for me, I would say for Ecuador, I would say it, it depends on kind of what, like what kind of spirit you have, like what, what, what you're into. Um, I, I love food. I feel like food is like my favorite thing ever. So uh, when I travel to Ecuador and anybody that travels, yeah, I'm like, I'm with you. Following. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, anybody that travels to Ecuador, um, I always tell them, okay, do something that perhaps you can't do anywhere else, right? So in Ecuador, one of our uh, typical dishes is uh, guinea pig, so which is something that, you know, Americans keep as pets. And we understand that that can be a little bit hard to digest a little bit. Uh, but after you get past that, that that aspect of it uh it's i mean it's probably an opportunity that you're not going to get many yeah. times in your life uh whether you like it or don't like it i feel like you know like just to be able to come back and say like hey like i i tried this that's kind of cool uh, tourism wise uh it, it really is going to depend where you're at in the country uh for ecuador you would be staying in the city of the zone where the child's home is at so it can really vary uh anywhere that you're at um one of the cool things in Ecuador is uh, uh, one of the very touristy things in Ecuador is uh, La Mitad del Mundo, which is the half of the world. Uh, so we have the monument that's right at the, at the equator line. 
uh, and you can see cool things. You know, like kids love that because you go there and you can uh, like stand an egg on top of like a pin or like on top of a needle. Uh, you can flush it to and watch wow. it go the other way, which really? is really kind of <laughs> I didn't know that was real. <laughs> I so like cool. it. <laughs> well, like you know, just kind of those very like. Uh, kind of activities that kids would really, really like. I feel like that would be definitely be one of them. Uh, especially if they're going to have their kiddos, you know, like their uh, high chances are that even though the kids have been living there for a certain amount of years, they haven't done certain things. So it's something yeah. like that to kind of give them a reminder of where they come from, I think would be really, really a cool memory for not just the family, but for the kids too. That's so cool. What about you, Stefania? Well, I will say that for Colombia, Colombia is the most beautiful country on earth. So um, there are a lot of <laughs> It stuff. is beautiful things to do um, and I have to say that our team is very good at preparing uh, the different activities they can do while they're waiting the process each part of the process and depending on where the kid is living they can visit different parts of, of Colombia that are amazing they, there will always be something to do um, and actually they're very lucky because the legal process is in La Mesa that is um, a small town near Bogota and is literally in the middle of the jungle so it's an, it's, it's an, uh, an oh experience gosh. that families come back and they just love it because it's so different from, you don't have a, a nice jungle as we have. So, you know, it's, it's just... No, we do we not. We do not. We need we more jungle. Come on. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's so cool. I didn't know yeah, that. And, um, well, you also have to spend uh, time in Bogota, the capital. And I will say that... Um, a sector says depend of the spirit that you are but i think that being able to be in touch with local people and having i mean being able to to talk to to locals it's amazing and you can do this um in small local markets well you will spend a lot of money because everything is beautiful <laughs> all these um yes art, artisanal you say artisanal yeah, yeah. Uh, yes that's it I'm, and everything and you will find music food super delicious food and I would say that if we're talking about fruit, uh, food, fruit for me is the most different thing that you will find in South America because there's so many fruits. You have to be careful because you're so much yes. used to it. <laughs> so be careful and you get excited, but it's very good. So um, there are a lot of things to do, but I will say that being in touch and knowing, I mean, getting out maybe of the tourist trap and do something more local, like mm -hmm. going to these kind of small markets, it's, it's nice. I love that. I love both of those things. And I love that you both included food because I'm with you. <laughs> like, too. I love trying different food. And like, there have been things I've tried that I'm like, okay, I, I, that's a hard pass. I'm never going to have that again. And then things I've tried that I'm like, that's the most delicious yeah. thing I've ever had. And like, in South America, there are fruits that we don't have yeah. here. There are, it's like so many different things that you're like, oh my gosh. And it, you're right. You have to be careful, but um, like try all the things. Like, yeah, it's, it's so many exotic fruits and foods that we just don't have access to here. Yeah, I love no, it. I mean, not to keep Thank talking about fruit, but <laughs> I think like anytime you go anywhere else in the world, you should seek out like the fruits that are native there because like because of it's hard to transport whatever. I that's like one of my favorite things to do. So anyway, try all the fruits. Yes. Um, not to like I know we're kind of staying on this topic, but I think it's such an important topic. Um, not fruit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to ask more about fruit? I'm no, in for it. I'm like, this is more about it, but. <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, 
I just think like learning uh, about the culture that you're the child you're bringing home is from. And I know this is this episode is about preparing, you know, before you go. But I think, you know, finding ways to to keep that at the forefront of your family and integrate your child's, um, you know, first culture. Do you guys have, you know, suggestions of, of ways to kind of keep that just part of day to day life? Uh, so one of the things we usually talk uh, about with our families is, uh, you know, kind of being able to get an understanding. I think it's important to get an understanding of the, the child's routine, right? So uh, when they're coming, they should be aware of the routines that they're following in the home. So what time they shower, what time they eat. Uh, and along with that, you know, like uh, things as simple as, hey, what's my kiddo's like favorite meal? Like what, what does he like to eat? You know, and learning to cook even one thing that you could kind of transport this kid back throughout his entire childhood and be like hey you know like this is what you this is what you love i can i learned to make this for you and i think that's such a huge thing for a kid that's awesome i love that and it is so loving to like go in and figure out how to make this and when you're in country if there's someone there too that's willing to like show you and teach you that's even more yeah. valuable it's and so many people are are kind and willing to do that for adoptive families. So take advantage of it. Yeah. Do you have I any? Oh, yeah, go ahead, um, Stefania. Preparation, as I, I told you, is a whole process. And while we are checking uh, on families while they are waiting, that the waiting time can be a little bit overwhelming because it's a long time waiting. Families always say, hey, what can we do? And I think, and I suggest start learning Spanish. This could be a yes. great tool. Why? Because you will bond yes. easily with your kid. Once you're in country, you will feel more empowered. So maybe you will be able to say, hey, where is the bathroom? And you don't want me a person that will translate for you and have to follow you everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and it also will make the kid uh, feel that you family are making an effort mm. to know not only the kid but also the culture the language the way he expresses and uh it's important for the kid to feel that the family is making that kind of effort and also it's very interesting to see how families uh, decide to join the colombian program because they feel bonded to so maybe they have an experience or they know somebody from there or they have a mm -hmm. their best mm -hmm. friends are from there so that it's very nice to see how they have already some cultural, um, I would say, uh, characteristics or they understand because something very different is to understand something and then to live in it. But maybe being able to be that the motivation to adopt in Colombia is because they are culturally bonded to something helps a lot. So that's very nice and interesting. Awesome. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Thank you for going into that. I just think that's important to like, you know, we put so much into going into it, but then it's like, okay, where do you go from here? How do you make sure that that's, you know, part of your, your, your life? Um, yeah, so I feel like we've touched on this a little bit. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Speaking Spanish will also help you to leave the experience as a first person and not as a, an spectator, you say? Expectator? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. So, it will be you will be able to merge in the, into the Colombian culture because um, when a person who speaks Spanish and they don't know English, it will be very difficult to communicate. And I, I study languages and I know how hard it can be to communicate. Even if I speak English, sometimes I'm, I struggle with English to trying to communicate in my best way. But I, of course, talking to the same language 
makes it easier. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, being able to you know go and leave the experience as the first person and not as the spectator can help out. And what a cool gift to offer your child yes. after they get home too. To, for them to, co- to continue being able that they don't lose yes. their language, you know, like that you continue, they're going to learn English if they live in the U.S. Like they're, you don't have to worry about them learning English, but I think what you do have to worry about is them mm-hmm. losing their language. And that's a gift that you can give to your child um, by continuing and a gift to yourself and to your other kids if you have them and your your whole family um, to start learning the language and um, like incorporating mm-hmm. that just into who you are as a family. So I love that you added that. I think that's so important. And I did such a poor job. I am very bad. My daughter's Ethiopian. And so um, I don't speak Amharic. And I've I tried. It's such a hard language. So I'm so impressed with people that do like, I wish that was something that I could have offered to my daughter. And I'm it's still not over. We may still just like take lessons online or something. Um, but, you know, I just think that's such a huge gift as someone who hasn't done that. I wish that I took that more seriously when, um, when we were waiting, I think that's such a great gift. And, um, you know, something that never goes mm-hmm. away that you've given your children and yourself. Yeah, I think it's it's part of their identity mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. behind a language there is something that is there and it's part of their history mm-hmm. and part of healing yep. that past because adoptive kids come from hard places. Mm-hmm. It's also to mm-hmm. accept the reality and that identity that comes with them with their language. So that's why I'm saying that if you learn Spanish for them, maybe it will be easier not only to bond, but also to communicate maybe those traumas that kid have and yeah. how to to overstep them and to work with them. So identity is a, a thing that we think it's, it's something very um, simple, but it's extremely uh, complex. And I can tell that because for example, uh, I, come from different cultures because my mom is Italian, my dad is American, and I grew up in Colombia. So being able to understand my identity is very hard. So I understand Mm. when a kid, especially older kids that have lived a lot, have to change their own context and just move to another place with different people, different food, different life because it's yeah. another life here it's it's hard for them and for them to to continue to form that identity so yeah thank you for sharing that yeah. and um that is something important to think about especially with older kids uh obviously yeah. it is a happy moment but a mat that is a really hard i mean to like you know, be 10, 12 years old, move to a completely new Mm. um, place, not know the language, and then also have a family that doesn't maybe isn't fully able to communicate. So to make that effort is a really loving thing to do for sure. So thank you for talking about that. Um, I know we've, we've talked about this a little bit, but I would love if there's any other kind of tips that you have for how like to prepare people to to make sure they are, you know, being culturally sensitive and appropriate when traveling to another country, because, um, you know, I mean, you don't know what you don't know, but having that open mind approach obviously, um, is helpful. But yeah, if you guys have any other advice for that, that would be great to hear. 
And if you don't, that's okay. <laughs> and if you don't, that's fine. <laughs> I talk a lot about being open, and I don't want to repeat again. But no worries. I would say to be open and not to have any kind of judgment in anything. You know, in life, you have to be open to everything and not judge anything. So, um, just to be open, and you know, God will provide and will give you the experience that you will have to live in, and make it I, I would say make it the best experience because it's the most beautiful experience you will have to mm. meet your child i mean you are going to have and marisa can say it because yeah. she has done that so it's 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 a, a a memory that you will have in your mind and will stick for the rest of your life with you so just make it the perfect journey since the beginning love that Hector, is there anything you'd like to add? It's okay if not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think that really covers it. Like like she said, just you know, being open minded is really going to be the I think the biggest biggest uh, biggest way that you can be culturally sensitive. You know, being open minded, uh, relying on the people that you have around you that uh, from that culture that that are so willing to help you. Uh, I think that that really is going to make the, the biggest difference. That's great. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out to do this for us and share your wisdom and um, ideas. And I mean, I really appreciate the food yes, suggestions and all of, <laughs> all of the things. I know, me too. Um, but we just so appreciate you and you guys are incredible resources. Yes. And I know from both of our Melissa and my perspective, like we are just so grateful to have you on our team and um, sharing with us. So thank you. Thank you for doing this today. This is great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Together by AGCI. That was AGCI's Stefania Montagna and Hector Chacon. And I don't know about you, but I definitely learned a lot today and I so appreciate their perspective and honesty with us. If you like what you heard today, please share our podcast. You can also go on and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to read or watch even more stories of hope or learn about the work that we do at AGCI, go to our website at allgodschildren.org. Follow us on Instagram at allgodschildreninternational. Thank you for listening. <laughs>